Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's satirical saunter down the silly streets of yesteryear, throwing shade. If you enjoy the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to tinyearl.com slash EFCT throwing shade, where for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to exclusive bloopers, rehearsals, and special bonus episodes. And now sit back and relax and enjoy throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men, a darkness in their hearts, a darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The shade knows. By day. Hey, what are you doing? What? No, I'm not doing this in iambic pentameter. But you gotta do it today. Because the intro is separate from the episode. So the in-episode tropes aren't used in... Look, we did a whole fourth wall breaking thing last year. If you're confused, go back and listen to that. Now, where was I? By day, Theodore Rockwell is a go-get-em reporter for the Chicago Gazette Times Herald. But by night, he becomes... The Shade. Using his uncanny ability to wear dark clothing, he, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, who is the mysterious female vigilante, the vamp, defends the downtrodden and fights the forces of evil. But can one man defend the innocent from the scourge of Chicago's underbelly? Find out in today's pulse-tickling conclusion to Throwing Shade, Romeo and Joliet. And you all guessed it, we have a new sponsor! While the allegations against Sweeney's razors have yet to be substantiated in open court, we here at Throwing Shade feel that, brought to you by serial murder and cannibalism, is a poor marketing strategy. So, let us instead welcome the fine people at John Jacob Jingleheimer and Schmidt, attorneys at law. Whenever they go out, ambulance drivers always shout, John Jacob Jingleheimer and Schmidt! Last week on Throwing Shade, Sorry. And now, on to our story. Act 3, Scene 1. Parachies. The Shade and the Vamp try to tap some old friends. News did spread across the land of Dot and her escaped band. And Theo, too blind to see, he was the target of Dorothy, did strive as Shade to halt her spree. Lord, what fools vigilantes be! I do not get paid enough for this. Shade, we've been on almost every rooftop in this city over the last few days, and we're still no closer to finding these fugitives. I don't understand it. All the other escapees were caught within the first few days. How is it these last three haven't surfaced anywhere? They must have gone underground. Really? Would they do that? Why wouldn't they? They're women. What does that have to do with anything? Thanks to the city's lackadaisical attitude toward manhole covers, I've spent a lot of time underground. 
And I can say with no fear of contradiction that it is icky. Icky? Icky. And? It is well known that women do not like icky. That is not what going under... I swear, sometimes I think you do this on purpose. You and me both, sister. What? Oh, fine. Yay, verily. I meant they must have gone into hiding. Maybe they know people in the city and are being aided. So we should look at Italian mattress stores? Why would we... Because of aiding and abetting? When we get back, you are to go stand in the corner and think about what you just did. Fair enough. We need to find known associates of... What are their names again? Well, the leader is someone called Dorothy Archer, and the other two are... Really? You're chewing gum on the job? I bought a gross or two of what a sap chewing gum when they went out of business, and I don't like to let it go to waste. There sure are a lot of puddles on this roof. How many? Six. What are their names? Do you think people name puddles? Uh-uh. No, the women. Oh, Cicero Lipschitz. Say that again. Six, uh-uh, Cicero Lipschitz. I, verily, traverse a distance most lengthy did we, for to discover yon jest's conclusion. Vamp, I think you're on to something. Somebody in town must be helping these three, and I know exactly who that would be. Who? Kitty Tally and Misty LeBlanc. Shade, you can't just assume that every crime in Chicago has their fingerprints on it. They've gone straight. I'm not so sure of that. Come on! Swiftly did our heroes fly to keep this plot afloat, visiting two femme fatales at the little man in the boat. Okay, gotta admit, that one wasn't so bad. Welcome to the little man in the boat. What'll it be? This place is amazing. I'll say. I've never been to a place like this before. It's so... so... Clean? Yes! You know, I'd heard about this place, but everybody told me it was almost impossible to find. But I found it no problem. That's because... That's because you are a man of rare and impressive skills. I'm Kitty Tally, proprietress, and this is my business partner, Misty LeBlanc. Wow, a gin joint run by two tomatoes. It's like I died and went to heaven. That could be arranged. You're a charmer, ye are sure enough. Every fellow what finds his way here get the first time gets a free drink. Really? To be sure, to be sure, fellows like you ring the bell. Misty, get the gentleman some studs. Coming right up. Thanks, doll. Misty, how many times do I have to tell you? Don't threaten the customers with grievous bodily harm. I'm supposed to let him insult me? What insults? The man has two working eyes in his head. I'm more than just good looks. Of course you are, but nobody tips intelligence, darling. 
It's just a way to separate the punters from their coin, says the woman who gives away free booze. Give a man a free drink and he buys three more. And what's all that rare and impressive skills, Malarkey? You know perfectly well the reason this place is easier to find is because we trimmed all that shrubbery that was hiding the sign out front. But in the Blarney never hurt anyone, as me dear old Da used to say. I just... Look, we got a nice legit life here now, with plenty of dosh. You want to go back to the big house? No. Then trust me, I guarantee... You do things my way, and we'll never have to deal with... The shade and the vamp! Good, because if I never see those two meddling self-righteous... Misty? Insufferable, incompetent... Misty! Foolish, ridiculously clothed... Who are right behind you! Shade, vamp, what a pleasant surprise. Misty? I thought Black went with everything. That's the part that upset you? The clothing? That wouldn't happen if I had a cape. So, what brings the two of you to our fine establishment? And why did you use the front door? For some reason, the windows were all nailed shut. Hmm, wonder how that happened. And for some reason, there's no back door. Of course not. You can't get to the little man in the boat from the rear. Only from the front, or... Up from underneath. I remember that trapdoor. Oh, how can we help you? You heard about the jailbreak from Joliet Women's Prison? Sure did. Can't say we feel too bad about it. Oh? The warden ran that place like her own personal labor camp, and plenty of the guards were more interested in abuse than rehabilitation. Most of the women in there didn't stand a chance. Luckily, we had each other. We're trying to find the last three escapees, and thought... That just because we made a misstep or two... You almost set off an international incident with Russia by stealing their ambassador's family jewels? Which you are going to use to freeze the world's fair with a freeze ray and extort the governments of the world? And don't forget using a dodgy journalist to discredit Mayo Crane and start a criminal empire. Kitty? Sorry, but you gotta admit, that's a pretty impressive resume. Shall we mention that we first met thanks to you and your family kidnapping me? From this position, quite omniscient. T'was truly a recap most efficient. I think it's ridiculous that you come nosing around here just because we once did time. I... it's not like all convicts know each other. The ringleader is someone called Dorothy Archer. We, we know, know her. her. You do? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We're both friends of Dorothy. Has she contacted you? We haven't heard a peep from her since we were released. Which doesn't surprise me. I thought you were friends. Dorothy's only real friend is Miss Lonely Hearts. What? She was always writing these sob story letters to the paper, begging for love advice. She was incessant. I thought she was in Joliet. How you managed to catch either of us remains a mystery. If she wrote the Gazette Times-Herald looking for love advice... Way ahead of you, Vamp. We obviously need to find the one place in Chicago full of lonely, frustrated women. Uh, that's not... Oh, that's what we hear. Really? Take a gander around you. Hmm. There does seem to be a disproportionate number of women here. 
Shrubbery or no shrubbery, women can always find the little man in the boat. Surprising they aren't paying more attention to the few men who found their way here. We're just a warm, welcoming place where women can pass the time with each other without needing to worry about the menfolk. There does seem to be a high level of conviviality amongst the distaff population here. Jane, what have I said about using more than one of your word-a-day vocabulary terms in a single sentence? It evokes a sense of pretentiousness which is distasteful to the hoi polloi. Exactly. Vamp, I have to ask, is he doing that on purpose? I have no idea. What I was going to suggest is that we could probably find some clues as to her associates and her letters to the paper. Excellent idea, Vamp. I'll check out the letters. What am I supposed to do? Since this is the part where lovelorn women gather, and since Dorothy knows Kitty and Misty, you should stay here in case she shows up. And why should I be the one who babysits the ex-cons? We prefer the term formally incarcerated. Or newly liberated. You'll blend in. I hate to say it, but the shade is right. He is? I am. I mean, I am. Oh, to be sure, to be sure. The ladies will go mad for your pockets. But I'm wearing a mask. You wouldn't be the first. It's settled. I'm off. Of that, we have no doubt. I'm all right. I'm all right. Nail the window shut, you said. There's no way to get in, then, you said. Quiet, you. <laughs> hey there, dollface. Another round for me and my bridge club. Coming right up. Well, hello there. You look kind of familiar. Ain't I seen you somewhere before? I'm the vamp. That's it! Yeah! I can absolutely see it. You got a real Mariner thing happening. Nice outfit. Thanks. It has pockets. Act three, scene two. Elf fright. He who hunts doth become he who hunted, doth become he who hunts, doth become... Oh, you get the picture. Dorothy, Dorothy, wherefore art thou Dorothy? Didn't we already do this? Well, if using the same jokes over and over again makes you a genius, then we got a couple of real geniuses writing this show. All we gotta do now is put a gal in a fake beard and trousers, and we've covered everything. Swung by the paper, but did use fake names. It's her name that makes her an enemy. She'll cast it off and take on Rockwell. To the records she flew, while Cicero and Lipschitz did Clemens play a fool. What's in a game? He who we call Clemens stood no chance against female distraction. Quickly then fly we once more to the action. Rockwell! Morning! Get in here! You bellowed, Mr. Clemens? Listen!
Listen, Morty, I want to know why you two haven't gotten me anything about those escaped dames. I think they prefer the term ladies. All right. I want to know why you two haven't gotten me anything about these escaped lady dames. We're working on it, but those three are really clever. Criminal geniuses, no question. Are you trying to tell me that... Wait a minute. What? You two look... different. Different? We're not different. Yeah, I'm the same old Theodore Rock. I'm Theodore Rockwell. She's the same old Theo. He! He's a he! He's the same old Theodore Rockwell, and I'm... I'm... Who am I again? Your Wednesday morning is Girl Friday. I'm wanting a girl Wednesday through Friday. Well, this conversation makes about as much sense as usual. But Rockwell, you've never had a beard before. And there we have it. I've never needed one before. You didn't have it this morning. It's, um, five o'clock shadow. It's only 4.15. My watch must be fast. While with banter sophomoric, they did Clemens distract. Dot crept quietly to Lonely Heart's office for her mission to enact. While for Rockwell's address, our convict eagerly did seek. She froze when floorboards near gave out warning creak. Told thou. I'd better hide. But where? This office makes the box look like the Ritz. Wait, what's this? Why would there be a box full of Christmas outfits in here? You know what? I'm not even going to ask. A wise woman. Or writer's most lazy? Dear listeners, the decision is thine. What good are these going to be? I mean, there's not even anywhere to hide. Just a lot of shelves. Wait a minute. Good. Nobody here. Now to find who Dorothy Archer is and track her down. Hmm, that's strange. No Dorothy Archer in the files. Now what? Wait! All the women who write in use aliases, so all I have to do is find Dorothy's alias, and then I should be able to find out more about her known associates. But how do I know which of these aliases is hers? <gasps> of course! She was constantly talking about how many times she wrote the paper, so chances are, whichever alias sent the most letters is the one I'm looking for! You know... I know it's the fourth season, and we should be expecting a certain amount of character evolution by now. But I have to admit, I'm surprised he figured that one out on his own. Hey, oh, right. <clears throat> Zooms! Ah, uh, ah. Uh, solitarily confined. Now, let's see if there are any clues. What's that? Who's there? Quickly round the shade did spin his suspicions for to sate. But when he spied what was there, loudly did he... What? Oh, no, there is no way I'm... This. No, I don't care. You're gonna get us kicked off the air. Time, yeah, 
It doesn't matter what Shakespeare meant by it. All I care about is what the censors mean by it. Why can't I just say, cried out? The rhythm? Please, everybody knows that's the worst method ever. It never works. Fine. On your head be it. But I'm going to say it with class, dignity, most importantly, formality. <clears throat> but when he spied what was there, loudly did he ejonulate. Egad! How did I never notice that elf before? And who put it on that shelf? Hmm. Elf? Shelf? Nah, never catch on. Gotta say, though, I don't think I've ever seen an elf that big before. I'm on a diet. Act Three, Scene Three. The Berry Wives of Lindsay. Dot searches for Theo while the vamp gets into a jam. By the time the shade he did awaken, his head still spun and confidence shaken. Away did Dot and her friends run pell-mell, hot on the trail of Theo Rockwell. To his address she flew up and over his escarpment, but then discovered she forgot which was his apartment. Hmm. To be or not to be, that is the question. Come on, folks. You had to know that was coming. While Dorothy Archer was in dilemma stuck, Cicero and Lipschitz did try their luck, approaching with typical verve and with spunk. Ex-cons Kitty Tally and Misty LeBlanc. You have got to be kidding me. You know, all the world may be a stage, but we have got to get better writers. This place has happened. I had no idea it would be this popular. Very likely due to the well-manicured entryway. It's so easy to find from the road. Hello, gorgeous. Oh, goody, a man. Hey, handsome. Which one of us were you talking to? Either one. How chivalrous. I think he's cute. I can't tell you how happy I am to see the two of you. You're the answer to my prayers. See, Lipschitz, he's a good egg. He's got faith. He's got a snootful. What do you expect? I've spent the whole night buying myself drinks. The whole place is crawling with Dane. Excuse me? Sorry, tomatoes. That's better. But I can't get a single one of them to give me the eye because they're all losing their marbles over some broad. What? Sorry, skirt. He really should have stopped while he was ahead. Over there wearing some outfit with pockets. Pockets! Ah, nerds. Well, hello there, you two. How can I help you? Hiya, Kitty. Surprised to see us. Yes, yes I am. How lovely. When did you get out? 
Cut the blarney, Kitty. Our names have been all over the papers and radio. You know we broke out with Dot. So what are you doing here, endangering my attempt to go straight? Lay off, Kitty. You couldn't go straight if you tried. We know you too well. Once a tally, always a tally. What do you want? Kitty, what's going- You? What do you two want? I was just asking that. Misty LeBlanc, what a surprise. Really? You told me we were going to visit Kitty and Misty. Quiet, you. Whatever it is, we can't help you. But you don't know what it is yet. Doesn't matter. The last thing we need is to get involved with a bunch of escaped cons. Now is that any way to talk about your old friends from inside? Everybody in this city already assumes we have something to do with every crime that happens. The last thing we need is to give them any actual reason to roust us. We're not here to ask you to do anything illegal. Yeah, we just want to meet the lady with the pockets. That is not what we want. It isn't? Well, I mean, yes, we do want to meet the lady with the pockets, but that's not why we're here. Oh, you want to meet the lady with the pockets? Go right ahead. Misty, no! Why, why not? not? Yeah, why not? You know the code of the ones. You gotta help out your fellow criminals as long as it ain't gonna get you nicked. You can't go over there. That lady with the pockets is the vamp, a masked vigilante. Wow, how interesting! And why is there a masked vigilante in your establishment, Kitty? Because the Shade asked her to stay here and keep an eye out in case you showed up. The Shade? Oh, we ran into him at the paper. Well, that ran into him. More like ran over him. If she's on par with the Shade, we have nothing to worry about. You have everything to worry about. The vamp actually knows what she's doing. Well then, I guess it's pretty clear what has to happen. Yeah, we better hightail it out of here. Exact what? No! You two better give us the information we want so there's no trouble and your vigilante with the pockets doesn't think you're in cahoots with a couple of escapees. Oh, right, that. Yeah, you don't want the vamp. Did I hear my name? Ah! Kitty. Misty, your clientele is lovely, but I have to admit, I think they've exhausted even my enthusiasm for pockets, and I don't think I've ever been more manhandled. Wouldn't that be woman-handled? And they kept yelling, woo, for some reason. I'm sorry, I should have introduced myself. I'm the vamp. Yeah, I can see that. Got a real Norma Shearer thing going. Nice outfit. Thanks. It has pockets. Woo! And you are? All of these are a couple of our suppliers. Really? Well, how interesting. Beer? Liquor? Woo! I'll have what she's having. Cookies. Cookies? Yeah, cookies. Linda cookies. We're expanding our offerings, and these fine ladies are supplying us with confections. Right. These here are the Berry Sisters. Mary and Sherry. Mary and Sherry Berry? Well... It's a married name. What? I mean, yes. 
Yeah, you see, we're sisters and we married brothers. Not ours, obviously. Obviously? Yeah, we married the Berry Brothers, who run their own cookie business. The Berry Brothers. Yeah, Gary and Larry. I hate you so much. So, Gary and Larry Berry married Mary and Sherry. Why, the hobbits? Natch. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to meet you both, but now I think it's time you come with me to the police station. No problem. What? You two aren't cookie vendors. You're Dorothy Archer's accomplices. How did you know? I mean, what are you talking about? Shut up, Cicero. It was simple. I overheard your entire conversation. How? You were surrounded by all those chattering women. I work with the Shade. I long ago learned how to tune out meaningless chatter. Oh, good point. Well, you ain't taking us back to the big house, sister. Yeah, we're gonna find that Theo Rockwa guy for that. Would you please stop telling everybody our plans? Hey, she's in love. And when it comes to love, I gotta shout it from the rooftop. We're gonna be shouting it from solitary if you don't zip your lip. All right, you two. Let's go. If you think I'm letting some do-gooder dame... Hey! It's okay if I say it. Take us back to prison, then you've got another thing coming. The escaped cons, like angered cattle, did leap thereupon into battle. But a fighting style that was a combo of boxing... Bob and weave! Bob and weave! Knitting... Knit one pearl two! Knit one pearl two! And the mambo... did overcome the villain's trickery and gave the vamp her deserved victory. Woo! You two call Cannoli and keep an eye on these two. Where are you going? I have to save Theo. We'll return to throwing shade, Romeo and Joliet, after a brief word from our sponsor. Friends, are you clumsy, negligent, or just insistent that you never face the consequences of your actions? If so, then call the law firm of John, Jacob, Jingleheimer, and Schmidt. These experienced lawyers will take your case regardless of the facts. And they guarantee that you'll pay only if there's a verdict. So. If you've got a problem and don't want to take responsibility, call John, Jacob, Jingleheimer, and Schmidt. Remember their motto. Well, see! And now, a few words from other important personages. Friends, Eclectic Full Contact Theater is forging ahead with their 11th season, bringing you a year of nothing but new works. From readings to festivals celebrating the best new works from around the country and the world. Both on stage and over the airwaves, EFCT is bringing fresh new work to audiences everywhere. So, go to eclectic-theater.com to find out about all their brand spanking new 11th season. And tell them The Shade sent you.
And now, back to our story. Act 4, Scene 1. Much to sue about something. Dot and Theo face off, and it gets litigious. As to Theo's rescue and the vamp swiftly rode, a young man, tired, returned to his sweet abode. As if the turn of the key in his lock had then cued her, he was immediately set upon by a distaff intruder. My love. Ah! Who are you? It's me, Dorothy Archer. Who? Solitarily confined. What? The woman you expressed your undying love for through the Miss Lonely Hearts column. I don't write the Miss Lonely Hearts column. You're not Theodore Rockwell? No, I'm Wally Winchell. I write the Joke a Day column. Theodore Rockwell lives in 2C, not 2B. Oh, sorry. But if you'd like, you can say for dinner. I don't get many guests. You know, just once, I'd like to be able to go somewhere without men making passes at me all the time. I need a new job. With face full red from her previous error, Dot made for the place where her heart's true love was purported to be, and stealthily broke into apartment 2C. There she waited, sure to not be spurned, until at last Theodore Rockwell to his home returned. Ah! Who are you? It's me, lover boy, Dorothy Archer. Dorothy Archer? The escaped criminal? What are you doing here? I'm here because you asked me to come. I did? I'm pretty sure I would have remembered that. Through your letter, in the paper, you told me you liked me and wanted to kick off a relationship with me. Here I am. Let's kick things off. Look, Miss Archer. Dorothy. Dorothy. Dot. Dot. <laughs> I don't think I can make that sound. Look, I think you may have gotten hold of the wrong end of the stick. Whichever end of the stick I hold is the right one. Well, that didn't work. Look, let me put it to you. Yes, please. Now you knock that off. Yeah, otherwise we're all going to lose our jobs. Dot, well, well, I'm flattered that you think so highly of me. The fact of the matter is, I wasn't in any way suggesting that you and I should be a couple. You know, you know, it's cute when, when you play hard, hard to get. Coming, now come here, sweetie. Yoink! Yoink! Do you feel that? That's fate. Funny! Fate feels a lot like my spine snapping! You ever have a kiss like that, lover boy? Mon dieu, never have I experienced such a thing. So how about it? You ready to make an honest woman out of me? How am I going to do that when the prison system failed? I mean, get hitched. Oh, well, in that case, what? Married? But we just met. But all those nice things you said to me. You told me there was a fella out there for me. And I'm sure there is. A very nice fella with a loving heart and an underdeveloped sense of ethics. You ain't the type of fella to lead a girl on, are you? Toy with my heart and then throw it away like a half-eaten sandwich? I believe that's what Wednesday would call a mixed metaphor. What's Wednesday got to do with it? Well, that's my partner, Wednesday morning. She's... Got her hooks in you, huh? 
I see. You propose to me, then can't wait ten seconds for me to break out before jumping to some new dame. Lady. It's okay if I say it. Well, I'll take care of Miss Wednesday morning later. First, you and I gotta go see the preacher. Holding me at gunpoint? Lady, you don't need to see a preacher. You need a lawyer. Did somebody say lawyer? Here we are. Yonder, hey. Well, Sue, who are you, Muggs? We are John. Jacob. Jingleheimer. And Schmidt. Attorneys at law. We heard everything. Everything. Even though we were nowhere near the scene when whatever allegedly happened, allegedly happened. And we'll sue. I understand this little lady here needs representation. For all the emotional and physical distress she's gone through. That she's gone through? Rest assured that we will hold the responsible parties responsible for these alleged actions responsible. You're gonna get sued. Me? What did I do? Dangling, Dangling the, the promise, promise of marriage, marriage in front of a poor, poor impressionable, impressionable, innocent woman. And then pulling the rug out from under her. Despicable! I never promised. You are responsible for every alleged action she allegedly took responsibility for once you were the one responsible for allegedly making her take those actions. Allegedly. It's true. I never would have broken out of stir if he hadn't said he loved me. I never said. Silly! Silly! Take my card. We here at John. Jacob. Jingleheimer. And Schmidt. We'll not rest until your case is splashed across the headlines. And garnering us a lot of publicity. And you never pay unless there's a verdict. Yeah, then we sue. You! So call us. You have an ironclad case. She has an ironclad gun. She broke in here and is holding me hostage. Here, take my card. If you get out of this alleged situation, then we'll do what we can to hold responsible allegedly people allegedly responsible. We'll sue anybody! So, remember that name, John? Jacob. Jingleheimer. And Schmidt. Attorneys at Great, and they broke my door. Here's our card. We'll sue us. That was unusual. Eh, you get used to it. All right, handsome, get moving. We got a wedding to get to, and I gotta say, you look good in black. What are you? Downward looked Theo and spied the mistake he had made. Still clothed was he in the garb of the shade. Um, yes, I find it, uh, slimming. It suits you. In fact, that outfit looks kind of familiar. Before Dorothy's brain could illumine its lamp, timely distraction arrived in the form of the vamp. Hold it right there, Dot! The vamp! My window! Wow, now I know why Rose is always so angry. Forget it, vamp. You may be good, but even you can't fight a bullet. 
Me and Loverboy here are getting hitched, and there's nothing you or that Jezebel Wednesday morning can do about it. Theodore Rockwell is mine. Theo, while shook, didst soon realize. While the vamp had the attention of Dorothy's eyes, he could complete most surreptitious task and complete his disguise by putting on his mask. Not so fast, Miss Archer. I may have something to say about that. The Shade! Where did you come from? And where is my beloved Theo? Theodore Rockwell is safe. I secreted him. Wait, that can't be right. That sounds unpleasant. I secreted him. No, that sounds wrong, too. You know, when you just see the word on that word-a-day calendar, you don't think about how it's going to sound when you say it out loud. Why not just say hid? Right, thank you. I've hidden him away where he'll be safe. You can't force someone to love you, Dorothy. Wanna bet? Watch me. Just when you thought twas the ending you hoped for, yet one more distraction appeared at the door. Theo, there was somebody looking for... Hey, what happened to your door? Dot, all at once, turned to give Wally full face. And that's when the vamp clobbered her with a vase. Not the vase. My, I mean, <clears throat> Theo's mother gave him that. All the more reason. Wow, this place is a mess. Who's going to pay for all this? Here's our card. Vamp, use this vase. Theo never liked it. Well, so... Act 4, Scene 2. All's well that ends. Verily, up doth things get wrapped. Hearken, my nobles and swains, as we resolve our story's mad tension. Ye may think it's all over with Dorothy and her girl's apprehension, but... We must hie back to the beginning, our listening friends, for what the French call tying up loose ends. Rockwell, morning, get in here! You bellowed, Chief? Rockwell, I'm taking you off the Miss Lonely Hearts column. What? Why? It probably has something to do with the fact that your letter caused a major prison break and citywide manhunt. No, it didn't. Great Caesar's salad! What do you mean it didn't? In fairness, it was a citywide woman hunt. You are in so much trouble. To be honest, Chief, that's fine with me. I don't think it's a good idea for me to be dispensing love advice. That's very much her, Theo. Recognizing that romantic advice really isn't the purview of the male species is... I mean, I'm apparently so irresistible that it would be dangerous for me to communicate with that many women. There could be riots. What? I see now, with great attractiveness comes great responsibility. How many O's in doofus? But Chief, if I'm not going to be Miss Lonely Arts anymore, who is? Morning? Or does it come with a raise? Money ain't everything, you know. No, but it sure does buy a lot of it. Well, if this don't beat all, where am I going to find someone to take on all that work with no extra cash? Mr. Clemens? 
What do you want, Winchell? I'm trying to think. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but that uh, Dorothy Archer woman sent another letter to the paper. Well, just put it in the dead letter basket with all the rest of the sob stories. Because we ain't got a Miss Lonely Hearts to answer them. But it's not for Miss Lonely Hearts. It's addressed to Theo. Me? Why? Probably because she developed an unhealthy and pathological attraction to you due to some deep-seated issues reaching back into her childhood. Really? Seriously, do you not pay any attention to anything that's going on? Dear Theo, I want to say how sorry I am for breaking out of prison, tracking you down, busting into your apartment. You're a swell fella, and I'll always have a place for you in my heart. But I know we can't be together. How's that dangerous irresistibility doing? Because I found a fella. One that I know is meant for me. I hope it won't be too awkward or nothing, but could you let him know how I feel about him? You two work together, so I figured you could make the introductions and let him know I'm sweet on him. Who is she talking about? All I know is that for the first time in 20 years, I'm happy to be married. His name is Wally Winchell. Wally Winchell? Me? I've always wanted a fella who can make me laugh, and that joke a day column of his is a riot. So, tell him I'm writing him and that I can't wait until we can get hitched in 10 to 15 years. Eight was good behavior. Anyway, thanks again. I'm sorry I had to let you down like this. Love, Dot. I knew that joke a day column was going to ruin my life. Don't worry, Winchell. I'm taking you off the joke a day column. You are? Oh, thank you, Chief. Thank you. Don't call me Chief. I'm taking you off that column because you are going to be our new Miss Lonely Hearts. Thank you so much. That's... Wait. What? Miss Lonely Hearts? You obviously have the personality these batty heartsick dames like. So we're going to take advantage of that. And you. Now get out of here and pitch some woo. I need a new job. Oh, well, there goes my career as a Casanova. That's all right, Theo. I think you're plenty attractive. You do? You do? I mean, hey! I said that out loud, didn't I? Um, well, <laughs> you know, in a platonic way? What does the dog from Disney have to do with anything? You know what? I take it back. I'm just glad this whole thing is over. Those convicts are back behind bars, and we've got a front-page story about how the Shade and the Vamp did it. But, Rockwell, there's just one thing I don't understand. What's that, Chief? Where's your beard? This has been Throwing Shade, brought to you by the law firm of John Jacob Jingleheimer and Schmidt, chasing ambulances since the Pony Express. Throwing Shade has also been brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe to our podcast, or leave a review. Created by Andrew Pond and Sarah Siegel. Written by Andrew Pond with Zach Osterman. Directed by Andrew Pond. Starring the voice talents of Chloe Adamo, Jessica Lauren Fisher, Daniel Hool, Noel Kleiss, Zach Osterman, Andrew Pond, Rochelle Prue, and Monica Safflick. 
Our Foley artist was Lori Iyer. Our engineer was Daniel Houle. And I am your narrator, Noelle Kleiss. If we actors have offended, think but this, and all is mended. That you have but slumbered here, while these jokes and puns did appear. And as I am an honest narrator, we will make it up to you later. Do not think our cast are phony. And give special thanks to Tina Salamone. Until next time, with much elation, Say Shay Time!